This is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. Hey guys, thank you for coming back to listen. Today we have an episode on digging into the Word, getting into your Bible, and it's a lot of practical tips and advice and just real world experiences, but we hope that you are encouraged by it. So let's go get started. Hey guys. Hi guys. This is Kara. And I'm Amanda. Thank you for joining us again. Yes. On um, our episode about digging into word into yeah. the word. Yes, it's uh, oh, it's so life changingly important. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna make that a word. Life changingly important. <laughs> it is. Put some emphasis on there. Yeah, it's life changing. It will change your world. It will mm-hmm. change your heart. It will change your mind. And. Yeah, I just, I say it a lot. I've said it a lot. If you've listened to any of our other episodes, I'm always like, here it is. I'm always like, get into it. She's get Bible into it. Guys. I am Bible. I'm a Bible thumper. Yep. You hear it? Yeah. I don't care what people say of me. They can say I'm a Jesus freak. Sorry. It's going way <laughs> back. I'm not saying that. Is that right. like, is DC Correct talk lyrics. in it? Yes, DC See, talk. I know. They call I'm me a Jesus freak. I know. That's so bad. <laughs> But it's okay. It's only out there for the whole world to hear. Whatever. But I mean, so last episode, we kind of talked about where we were, what we were struggling with and feel like we've turned over a new leaf and Mm -hmm. we're in this new place with God. Now saying that I have no, no, um, I don't know the right word for it, but I have no, I don't want to say doubt, but I have I, I have a realistic view to know that I could easily go back to that place yeah. again. Because life, life, life is hard. Mm-hmm. Life gets you. And so this is kind of self-motivated in the fact that I can go back and listen to the words that we said and the way God moved in our heart and, and remind myself the importance of getting in the word. But yeah, like we all, I think, see dry seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, your your faith and your walk with Christ. I think we all go through them. Yeah. And I think God also uses those to grow us, to keep pursuing Him, even mm-hmm. even when um, it's not easy. Yeah. And it's because if we're being honest, we're human, and desire. Yeah. It kind of waxes and wanes, and it you know it grows and it dissipates, and it grows and it dissipates, and what I'd like to say, it's never easy no. because this is a book that was written thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. So you are going to read it and go, huh? Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. So there's a talking donkey in there. <laughs> and a I guy see. who got swallowed by a big fish. Not a whale. No, let's not start I, mean, I guess technically that. it just doesn't say well. Okay. I'm not going there. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, and I, I'm going to say now, because I will reference them, I'm sure. I am um, the Bible Project, listening on their podcast, to um, They are doing a series on, like, um, how to read your Bible, why to read your Bible. But they go through different paradigm shifts of, like, why we feel like we should or how we've been conditioned to read the mm-hmm. Bible. And it's just been eye-opening me for me to, like, go, oh, huh. 
wow. And so I kind of want to start there because they were talking and John was saying something about he was conditioned growing up to feel like he had to get in his word every day. He had to have a quiet time, had to have mm-hmm. a set amount of time that he sat there and he read and he needed to read a few chapters. And then when he was done, he needed to feel like he learned something that he grew, that he, you know, was changed. Yeah. And if he didn't, then he was somehow wrong. And it was like, when he was saying that, I was like, Oh my gosh, that was my whole childhood. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember feel like that was what was impressed upon me, whether they meant to or not. That is what I felt like. Yeah. When I think, um, as all young believers, especially if you grew up within the church or as a child, in a believing family or whatnot, um, at some point we all approach the Bible with like, how is this going to help me kind yeah. of attitude? Um, how, what am I going to get out of this? Which was even another, a total, another one that they said that like, we, we take it as like something we have to do, or we take it as like a moral compass. Like right. we, we open it and we feel like, how's it going to fix me? Yeah. It's got the answers to our problems. Right. When in a sense it does. But in a sense, it totally does not. Right. It will. It will. It will transform you. Yeah. But not in that way. So when I was a kid, um, I had a very legalistic view Mm. of my relationship with God. It was very much, and I'm not even um, exaggerating here. I was like, I must try to be perfect every single day. (laughs) That is what God requires of me. If you know Kara, (laughs) you know that's the truth. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm a people pleaser too at heart. And So she's a God pleaser. I was always, I was a weird kid because I actually did read my Bible and I'm like, all right, this is going to fix me. This is going to tell me how to be a good person. This is going to. Well, I don't think you were a weird kid. Well, no, I mean, I was weird is in the sense that like, um, most. You didn't do it because you felt like you had to. You did it because you, I mean, you felt like you had to. I don't know. Um, no, I didn't think I felt like I had to, like I wanted to read the Bible but I wanted it for a wrong re- reason. Yeah. My reason was more like so I could fix me. Yeah. Turn me into the perfect child. Could never yeah. disappoint my mother. <laughs> <clears throat> so my first like little tip would be to rid yourself of the expectations. Whether or not you realize it or not, you've you've been shaped by some. Or maybe even you come to it feeling a certain way. And when you close it, you want to walk away feeling a different way. Right. And my encouragement is this, just that you're not doing it wrong. If you open it up, read it and walk away with more questions. You didn't mm-hmm. do it wrong. No. Because what the book is designed to do is to, t- is to show us more of who God is and right. God's character. And right. you see it cover to cover that it's one gigantic story pointing yes. to him and how great he is and yeah. how sovereign he is and how just he is, how loving he is, how, you know, merciful. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on and on, but yeah. it, it's a story of God revealing himself to yeah. humanity. And that is what he intends to do through his word is reveal himself yeah. to us. And sometimes you're going to close it and you're going to be like, so was she 15 or was she 18? Was she married? Were they not married? Did she like you I create the world in seven days or thousands of years yes. or millions of years. Like there's, yeah. there are millions of questions that you can yeah. have. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay to have lots of questions. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's or fair feel to confused. say, do you think it's fair to say like you can approach the Bible 
with an expectation of just simply knowing him more. Yes. But leave everything else behind. Yeah. Like, so I I put expect nothing and expect everything all at yeah. once. And cause my next point was just to know that he will move. So today in church, he told the story of Paul um, on the road to Damascus mm-hmm. and losing his sight. And it said that a great light shone, which Acts 9 through through 5, I'm not going to pull exactly from it. I'm going to paraphrase. Just excuse me with that. But like a great light shone down. He fell down. This voice came down to him and he was like, Lord, is that you? Yes. And, and God is asking him, why are you persecuting me? So he had this encounter with God. He was blinded by the presence of God, by the light of God. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, you're kind of like, that would never happen to me. That would never happen to me. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like that's a natural human, like that would never happen. But then yet at the same time, in the last, I guess it was two weeks ago, in the fast that we talked, we spoke about earlier, I feel like I had such an encounter with God that I'm like, but wait, but it did happen. And maybe it wasn't a light that blinded me, Yeah. but it was definitely a total shift of my focus, just like he shifted Paul's focus. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we read it as this like mystical like story of fairy tales, maybe. Oh, that that's, sense. I don't know about fairy tales, but I think. Um, but you know, of these these great things that you're like, that would never happen. Like, how could that ever happen? Right. So we don't kind of go with this heart of believing truly. What well, I think. What we, God can we do. Can be, we become so. We only look for the big things, that we miss the small things. Yeah. Kind of thing, um, because. I, for one, truly believe God could blind you right here and right yeah. now and have Please that don't. kind of encounter. Um, but don't miss the small encounters looking yeah. for the just for the big ones. Well, I'm not saying that they may not believe it, but it's just one of those things that I think in our daily reading of the Bible, it becomes very mundane to where we just feel like it's something that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we don't have those great expectations for him to move like that in okay. a 30-minute time of reading the Bible. Okay. We don't expect that great encounter when, I mean, I have literally read something and then just started crying because it's so, I'm so overwhelmed by the sin in my heart that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, expect nothing, but expect everything at the same time. But okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and some of it is a disbelief that that kind of stuff could happen. That goes back to, like, what we've been taught and how we've been raised. Because I was yeah. definitely raised in a, like, the Holy Spirit, you know, mm, causing me to speak in tongues. I was like, what? No. That would <laughs> never happen. And so it's it's this knowing that he will move. And however that looks and whatever that looks like. You just, you go to the Bible knowing that he's going to move in some way. You may walk away and two weeks later, that verse that you read two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, that's what it was talking about. This, oh, ha. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, the word of God is never, I know there's a verse where it says, um, it's never void. Like it's never empty. Like it's, his word is always at work. Mm-hmm. whether you feel it in the moment or not because there are times I think it's perfectly normal to like you sit down and you have like an experience like you did where it's like convicting or emotional or um 
one of those radical shifts in your heart. And then sometimes you can leave it and kind of marinate on it. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we have to marinate on scripture and that is when it really kind of soaks into our hearts and soaks into our minds and does its greatest works. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Yes. Isaiah 55, 11. And so um, his word is always at work within Mm -hmm. us, whether we feel it or not. And so I guess in a sense, you, in a sense, you kind of contradicted yourself because in a good way, because we (laughs) should approach expecting God to work through his word. Well, that's what I'm saying. Expect, expect nothing and expect everything at the same time. And it's more of expect nothing as far as like the things that you've been taught from the world. Don't have the worldly expectations when you move in, Mm -hmm. have this expectation of God because he can do all. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I said, I thought I wrote it. I don't remember, but I was thinking it's more of, uh, I just had it and it just like went in and out. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You said something. Oh, I can't think of it. Okay. it's fine. I don't know. It's more of like a, a mindset shift. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like you, like, I think it is a perspective change in how you look at the word and what you look at it for. And we talked about it before, like you were looking at it to make you this perfect human. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's stripping off the expectations and the mindset that you have towards it or the way that you look at it or what you're expecting it to do for you. Right. And it's stripping those away and then saying the only expectation that I have is an openness to God and his movement in yeah. the word. Well, and I think it's fair to say also, like, as um, as an adult Christian, as someone who I've been in my walk with God for a little while, I've been guilty of approaching the word with a different expectation. Mm-hmm. And it's been mostly to increase my knowledge mm-hmm. of the word. Guilty. And, Me too. Um, and it's not that I, I didn't want to know him more, but it's just like... I just want to soak it all in. I want to know it all. Like, even then, like, you can approach this, like, I just want to know all of Scripture. Mm -hmm. And you can still, you can know all of Scripture and still miss God. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are we doing here? And I had the same thing. I mean, my goal in 2021 was to read it to cover to cover. And in the middle of it, I kind of got caught up in, like, just strewing it to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am not, I told you, I'm not going to do that again. I'm just going to focus on one book and I'm going to really dive in. And that's like, that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. But, but I have so now that I'm towards the end of the book and it's 2022 and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm towards the end of it, I plan to pick it back up and do it again. Yeah. I'm not going to put myself in a time crunch, so to speak. I am mm-hmm. going to try to stay on track with it, but not have this goal of one whole year or one whole month or whatever it is. But, but seeing the, the fuel full view, which is something they talk on the Bible project a lot, which is why I talk about them so much. Cause it's just been so their perspective and how they try to teach people. Mm-hmm. There's no like agenda with it. There's no, like we want you to do it this way or we want you to do it that way. They just want you to see it for what it is and yeah. what it is. It's one big story. Mm-hmm pointing to God Mm -hmm. and who he is. And like you said, how he relates to humanity, what he has done 
for us. Mm -hmm. And I told you the other day, like, the more I've read it, the more I see that there's like this split, the more I see how great he is Mm -hmm. and how not so great I am and all of humanity is. And I see that huge separation and void. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I didn't know that before, but it's just, I become so much more aware of it to where it's pressing on my heart to how can I help people see that too? How can I help people really connect with him Mm -hmm. better? Right. How can I connect with him better? It just, it just has changed me. And I still plan to do little studies here and there because the knowledge thing, I just, I desire it from a place of like, it's my happy place to Mm -hmm. learn more. Yeah. Weird. I'm a nerd. It's okay. But on the facet of knowing him, I just need to be in the word without expectations, but yet all the expectations. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is an, I know, contradictory. people have a hard time approaching the Bible because it's very, it seems very daunting Mm-hmm. Very intimidating, oh, and they don't even know where to start. Yes, and so I'm assuming you have something. Start at the beginning. No, well, my next point was just ask him to meet you. Ask him to meet you. Okay. Like I just feel, I don't, because I don't want to tell them where to go. I mean, somebody yeah, asked no. me the other day, and I told them to go to the Gospels because I really, I, I mean, in terms of starting somebody who doesn't really know a lot about it. I'm like, that's a good place to kind of just look at Jesus's life. Cause it's a really good. It's not that different when he walked on earth was, is not that different. And as far as the climate of people, but people, humanity haven't changed that much. So I don't, I can't, I don't feel like I can tell you exactly where to go. I do think reading the full thing in its entirety is great, but it can be overwhelming. But my practical tip is ask him to meet you wherever you start. Mm-hmm. When you start, sit down and I will put, I have a prayer I will put in the show notes that is just, it's just coming with an open heart and it's saying, God, meet me here. Yeah. Like I open my eyes, open my heart to where you want to move within it. And like I said, sometimes you will close it and you'll be like, mm, eh, eh. Yeah. Well, and there's not really, as far as where to start, and I, I totally understand, especially if this is all very new to you. Mm-hmm. And some of the stories, there's some crazy Bible stories in there. We talked about a talking donkey and the man that gets swallowed by a fish. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And, and a there's a talking lady that shoves a tent peg into oh, somebody's yeah. temple. And, and a king that kills a guy to marry his wife. And oh, they're saying, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> and on. a guy that marries his a girl and then marries her sister and then they have like this pregnancy war with you. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stories. And so it is. In the words of Andy Smith, like it's like a, it's like the Genesis soap opera. Like it's, it's totally, but the cool thing is, is once you get into it and you read those kind of things, you're like, well, this is a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. This is in the Bible. Yeah. It's like reality um, TV. But don't let the, uh, don't, don't let that scare you away. Like, no. just pick it up and start. Yeah. Start reading. And, um, like you said, ask God to meet you there. And if you're very new, I mean, I think the Gospels are a really good place to start because yeah. that is, like, kind of like the crescendo yeah. of the story. I mean, it's not, there's a whole piece before it and there's a whole piece after, but it's kind of like he is what the story is pointing to, yeah. ultimately. Well, he's kind of like your starting point in your faith life like you right. you really need to know him well 
not in order for it to all work, but like that's just a really good knowing him well and knowing his life kind of helps the first part maybe be easier to swallow and the mm-hmm. second half be a little easier to follow. Yeah. Um, I rhymed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> totally just happened. But no, ask him to meet you. And then my last one was just, just keep going. Yeah. Um, even when you feel like it's not getting anywhere or you get to Leviticus and you're like, what? No, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep going. And Let me tell you. Leviticus tripped me up Ugh. many times. Um, I think I stopped shortly after that the first time I had this whole, I'm going to read the whole Bible. It wasn't It wasn't there. I think it was, it was shortly, maybe then. Leviticus in the beginning of Numbers. Numbers of Deuteronomy. Ways. I think I was like, <laughs> I quit. It's hard. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it. And the thing is, is we have to realize that in our earthly life and in our earthly body, we may never understand it all. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And you will have questions. I have questions. I have weird questions. Yeah. Like, about weird things in the Bible. And that's okay. And I think you have to approach it with the attitude that I'm not going to understand everything. Yeah. It's it's okay to have questions. It's okay to dig in and try Mm -hmm. to find answers to those questions. Um... Sometimes there are questions that you just have to hold with an open hand. Mm-hmm. And there's there may be a lot of answers out there that are not maybe more opinion-based, you know? Yeah. And you can lean towards one way or the other way, but always hold it with an open hand. Well, and I think you'll realize, too, the more you're in it, the more you realize that your opinions may change. Yeah. Because oh, something in there may hit you differently or he's revealing or you've come to a place of growth that he's like, okay, now you're ready to kind of understand this a little deeper. I mean, I don't know Mm -hmm. that that's technically how it works, but that's, that's the feeling that I have felt in my journey with it is there have just been things that I'm like, oh, I get that now where I feel differently about a certain opinion based, you know, because there are, I mean, well, the word is always working within our hearts yeah, and it's always transforming our hearts are renewing our minds. And so we are always growing and shifting and transforming more into the image of Christ. But the more we soak into the word, the more we sit in his, his presence, the more we're changed by it. And so, yeah, we're going to, our ideas and opinions are going to change. Um, but also I think like for me personally, when I approach reading the Bible, I don't have a time limit. Hmm. And I mean, like five minutes is good. I mean, I, or an hour is great. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't trip yourself up and be like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the Bible and you get 10 minutes in and you're just like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or it's don't, okay. don't feel bad if all you can do is five minutes. Like either way you get in there and you let God work in whatever, um, whatever time that you're in it. But I also want to say like, we have to be careful where we're not trying to just make God scheduled into our life. Oh, yeah. Be like, God, you got five minutes in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> or you yeah. got 30 minutes at night. Let's go, God. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, um, pick it, listen to Well, we also wanted to talk about other ways. Well, that we yes. Kind of soak in so, well, on you saying the, like, the time limit thing. So, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work. And so I've been, just this last week, have been getting up around 5, 5.30, so that I can work out and, and spend time in my Word. Mm-hmm. And so I work out for 30 minutes, and I have 30 minutes in my Word. Now, that does not mean that I'm in my Bible for the full 30 minutes. Sometimes it is, 
the full 30 minutes. Sometimes it's, I really feel like I need to be in prayer with him for a good chunk of that Mm -hmm. time. And then I need to be reading or I read a little bit and I'm like, whoa, we got to talk God. Or I'm just listening to praise and worship and I'm kind of jumping from, I read a little bit. I prayed a little bit. I did a little bit of study time. Like it, I, I, like you said, I have no pinned in, like, this is what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes is all I have. But I also have grown so much, like we spoke last week, in the desire to be with him that a lot of times I get home and I'm like, just sit back down. I I wasn't done. Like I wasn't done yet. And then some days I'm like, I'm so tired. Five o'clock is really early. (laughs) And God, I'm going to listen to the word tonight. But, uh... That's it. And yes, another practical tip, what I have realized in listening, in in reading the Bible in a year was that I would turn it on and listen to it. Now, this is just me and I'm quirky, but someone out there might be quirky like me, so you may want to try it because Kara's like, no way, Jose. I'm super ADD. I have to have multiple things going on to help me focus. So I turn on my Bible app. I found the NIV version on the Bible app, him reading it. He's British. He kind of sounds sarcastic sometimes, like when he's saying what Jesus said. And it's just like, yes, I love that because I feel like Jesus would be kind of slightly sarcastic. Like, anyways, probably not. But it just it's his tone of voice just fits to me. Anyways, and I play solitaire, which solitaire is kind of mindless, a mindless thing that kind of occupy my hands while I really listen. And I, it's weird, but my brain is thinking and pulling the things Mm -hmm. apart. Whereas when I was sitting down to read it, a lot of times my brain's like, I got to do laundry today. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to go here. And it's like, Mm -hmm. now sometimes, especially the early morning time, I have been more focused on his word when I read Mm -hmm. it. So that's, I kind of just, I let it, I let him move me where I feel like I need to go. I don't try to only read it because I felt like I was failing if I wasn't opening my physical Bible, reading and doing the pens and the highlighters like I had grown to have this system. And I don't even really carry my little bag with the highlighters. I I thought of that the other day. I was like, I don't like I have it during my study time and I use them, but like I don't feel this necessity to like do that. And I think that's more of getting away from the striving aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I just want to be with him. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have the perfect highlighter to highlight this word. I just Oh that's very important. You don't know that? No. (laughs) Just joking. Not to me anymore, (laughs) but some sinner over here still thinks it's important. Get those words of accusation. Okay, that's true. I am a sinner. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I, as far as listening to the Bible, don't work well for me because my mind drifts when I listen. But in one way that helps listening to the Bible is if my mind is drifting while I read, I will turn on the Bible app and I will listen as I read. Yeah. And that kind of takes away the distraction from me. As far as like highlighting and writing notes, I'm a big highlighter. It's to me. It's not a striving thing. It's like if it sticks out to me, I want to highlight it, and I want to usually make a note of what God is saying. So it used to be like um, when I was first trying to get into the Word and like study it, I had like a notebook, and I was trying to like, you know, everybody has like a, a what is the word I'm looking for like a plan like this is how you should approach studying the bible oh yeah you know write down your questions write down any verses that stick out or to like you. read it first and, and then, then what like, is it or the isn't it read art like there's there's like there's acronyms yeah there's several that's like you read can it and then like think about it and then like write yeah your questions and, and those always made me feel worse 
Well, and I was, I was like, like, I don't do that. I, I, that stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where it was, a, a, um, it was more stressful for me and more distracting for me. Mm-hmm. And so I found that what works for me personally, which some people, a lot of people still do notebooks and notes, and that's great. If that works for you, keep doing it. For me, I use um, journaling Bibles and I make notes yeah. as I go on the sides. And I, I write down my questions on there. I write down you know, I'm like, oh, this this is referenced in the New Testament. You know, I'll go find that reference and I'm like, I'll make a note about it or just whatever. I have yeah. my notes are crazy. And um, so that helps me keep. But to me, it's not a, it's not a striving thing. No. And I don't. Well, and I, I want to say I do still do it, but I right. just in the you in the realm of. To. Yeah. In the realm of finding those things to help me do it correctly. Yeah. I came up with systems because that's just oh, I'm yeah. a type A like need a way to do it kind of person and this year I've released a lot of it and a lot Mm -hmm. of it is the listening to it I just want to absorb it and let him move in it so it's it's like you said it's like holding it with open hands and just like here God here's my time here's my listening and I still do make notes I I absolutely love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it like I love to highlight underline and make notes because it just, I don't know, it's like, it's like seeing him moving. Right. Well, and, and it's also like connecting the dots. Yeah. There's something about the tactile writing of something. Yeah. And a lot, really some people are like, I cannot write in it. I do not want to oh, write I know. it. I cannot. That Who was, was it? me. Let me tell you. Uh, someone the, in, in our women's group. Yeah. Then she was like, I can't. And I was like, well then don't no, like, if it's going to stress you out to do it, but I tell you, I don't I do was, it. I was that person. Mm. And I mean, like I, I am not exaggerating when I said I, I sat there and held a highlighter over my Bible for like five minutes. I'm like trying to talk to myself and I do it. Like you can do it, Kara, come on, you can do it. And, um, see my Bible drives are crazy. Kara's a Bible journaler. I call myself a Bible oh, no. wrecker. Like I am, I'm not here to make it pretty. I'm here to like. Okay, let's be clear. Slash I'm notes. not coloring in it and like making pretty designs. Well, no, I'd, I'm I would just, say it's I'm just really person. neat and tidy. Neat and and listen, I underlined something today at church and I went, huh? And Matt was like, what? I was like, what? Because it like unintentionally it just went up into the word. And I does that a lot when I underline in my Bible, but I'm just not, I don't care. Well, and I just also want to throw this out there. This is random. But I there's something to be said about reading the Bible out loud. Mm. Um. I know in the Bible Project, he talks about how the word was meant to be read aloud. Yes. And I know in Re- the book of Revelation, it talks about, um, I think it says, blessed is the one who reads this aloud. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it says at the very, chapter one, at the beginning. And so it, it's meant to be read aloud. It's meant to be heard. And I don't know about you personally, but when I'm in church and we actually read the word, like not just a verse or two, but we read the word. It just hits differently. It soaks in at a different level. She's looking up the verse for me. It's it's verse 3. Verse 3, what's it say? Yeah, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep what is written in it, because the time is near. And that's the book of Revelation, but I think that's true. Like, that was how it was written. It was yeah. written to be read aloud. Well, yes, the the... The Old Testament, um, the, oh my gosh, words today have not come to me. The first five books. um, The Torah. Yes, because they didn't have writing and paper and books. um, 
Well, they didn't have a lot of people who could read either. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't this plentiful thing that we kind of take advantage that you could, like, I have 15 Bibles. Yeah, I probably do, too. <laughs> um, we got a problem. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, we, Hit me up. We, just, we just take it for granted. Um, but, yes, it was meant to be read aloud. And then the letters... Um, were the same and the the writing style of them, which is why it's sometimes hard for us to read, is they they write they wrote repetitiously mm-hmm. because it was meant to be read aloud and then memorized and absorbed so that they could hold it and meditate right. on it. So if you ever wonder why it's repeated, yes, and you're over like, and when over that sentence just up there, again, yes, that is why. And that's again where you're saying the knowledge, like it helps to know these yeah. things because it helps you to understand and and take it kind of, I don't want to say in stride, but so you realize what they were doing and mm-hmm. how they were doing it. Um, you said something. Um, I think the the allowed, which again is for me, is listening. And, and this is my teacher background, but we are different type of learners. You mm-hmm. have auditory learners who listen and absorb things that yeah. way. You have um, visual, learners. visual learners who... Um, the Bible Project is a great resource for visual le- visual learners and then kinetic learners that need to do and like y- reading it and writing notes and highlighting things mm-hmm. may help you absorb it. I'm a note taker. That's yeah. why I'm a note taker yeah. is that's how I can keep up. And I'm also mm-hmm. a note taker because the hints, the listening to it while I'm playing a game because I'm doing two things at once. So when they're talking and I'm writing, it helps me. It helps me stay connected and focused a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you have more? I think it's mostly it's just get in there. Yeah. Like, we've said it and we'll keep saying it. It's just drop all of the kind of what you know or how you feel right. or, or what you think is going to happen and, and just I, do it. Do it. And I think we talked a little bit yesterday personally about um, desire. We kind of touched on it at the beginning is um, sometimes there's just a lack of desire. And that's kind of where we were, or I was at last year, is, you know, I love the word. I had appreciation of it, but I'm like, I just don't really want to be in it right now. Yeah. Um, And I saw a post on Facebook recently that really kind of struck with me. And it was, um, if you don't feel like praying, then force it, because there's something keeping you from praying. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's tied also to, like, desiring the Word and being in the Word. Like, if, the, if you're having really lacking the desire to be in the Word, you might want to take a step back and evaluate why that is. Yeah. And sometimes it's maybe there's some unaddressed sin mm. in your life. And, like, uh, there's, like, a conviction that kind of keeps you away from the Word. And sometimes it's, it's busyness. Sometimes mm. it's distractions, which was me. I was filling my time full of distractions. And I think the enemy really wants to use those things against us um, to keep us from the word. But also, you can't produce desire within yourself. Like, I wish I could be, like, just produce desire. I, For me personally, I mean, I pray for desire. God, give me the desire for your word. Give me the desire to be in prayer, to be with you. And, the, like, here's the thing, like, when you ask God of those kind of things, he does answer you. Yes. Because he Amen. wants you to desire him. And so, um, if, I mean, but no, like, if you're experiencing that lack of desire, you're alone. 
Yeah. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And there's usually something underlying in that. And really, you need to get along with God and, and, and figure out what that is. Yes. And in connection, you were saying um, the different things that hold us back from it. And like I said, the expectations and stuff back in the beginning, I think, too, as well-intentioned as they are the different methods to read or the different yeah. Bible studies to do or the different whatever, as well-intentioned as they are. Everybody's just trying to do their best to help encourage. They sometimes build these um, pillars, so to speak, that make us feel like we've got to do it this way or it's wrong or we got to do it this. Mm-hmm. And so just it's it's you and God. Right. It's your time with Him. So whatever it looks like, whether it's listening aloud, whether it's um, highlighting and making notes, whether it's watching a visual, mm-hmm. you know, or looking in commentary. Yes. It's, it's, it's your time with him. And mm-hmm. as long as you're experiencing the movement of him working through the word, then you're doing it correctly. Yeah. There is no perfect way to do it. No, there is no, um, manual to help you read the manual it's not even a manual to help you read the word there's no there's no guidebook for it and we're all just trying to pull from our knowledge and experience to help you do it but i do know last week is a testimony to being in it and being connected with him change things dramatically in a week's time Mm -hmm. and so that's why our desire is so great to encourage you to get in it and get in it more, mm-hmm. more and more and more every yeah. single day. Like I used to and think, like, are these people real every single day? Yeah, wow. No, every day. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, And now I'm like, I'm doing it every single day. Wow. Well, and I think we, we, we live in a culture where we're trying to schedule God in, mm. like schedule him into it. I'm like, no, don't, don't. <laughs> God wants to be all of it in, yeah. in, in all of it. And I know you can't constantly be in the word, but the word can constantly be in you. Yes. Bam. Woo. Somebody put that on a t-shirt. No. <laughs> Amanda. I could do that. Um, but in reality, like, um, get the word in. Don't stress yourself out. Yeah. Don't, um, make it about doing it perfectly. Well, you said it can't always be, you can't always be in the word, but it can always be in you. Mm-hmm. But Getting in there is how you get it in. Oh, you. yeah. Well, and what, so you're talking about what you pray when you read the word. And I pray that God would write his word on my heart because mm. he says that he will do that. He yeah. will put it on, in their minds and write it on their hearts. So I always pray that God write your word on my heart mm. and commit it to my memory, specifically what I say, because... Um, Y'all, it, and he does that because she remembers a lot. She says I need that. to start I praying like that. Do. You just, like, pull out two verses but I couldn't tell you where Three. Yes, but like you remember. So anyways. Anyways. Another argument thing, for another And that's day. what it does. You read it and you reread it and you read it. And then I'm at a point where I have a genuine love and appreciation of his word. Mm-hmm. And, and not in an idolizing way, but I appreciate it as it reveals him to me. Yeah. Because it allows me to know his character more and just his heart for us. Yeah. Like if you read the word and you're looking for him, it breaks your heart because you see how much he is trying and working towards reconciling us to him yeah. and his desire for us. And it's it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's a part in, I think Isaiah, I could be wrong, maybe Jeremiah, one of, the, one of the prophets where he talks about, like, 
he's like a mother chick and he just wants to protect Israel like a mother chick and, sh and shield them with his feathers. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, it's so beautiful. Isaiah. Huh? I, I think it's Isaiah. Isaiah. I'll cover Cover you and, and like, yeah. with my feathers and hold you. And I'm like, he loves us so mm -hmm. much and he loves his people and, and his heart to reconcile us. But the point I'm trying to make is that you don't really see that until you're in his word and it's revealing his character to you. And you're in it consistently. Yeah. I mean, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to really work. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's how the word becomes personable to us, right? Yeah. How it really, the Holy Spirit like illuminates it to us. And really, when you were talking about it brought you to tears because it convicted you of sin. Mm -hmm. And with that conviction is a desire to repent. Mm hmm and so you can draw closer to him. And yeah. that's, that is kind of like the process of sanctification, mm -hmm. right? As, as we walk out our faith, the Holy Spirit's doing the work, but we're cooperating with him. Yeah. As, as we, I don't want to say do the work because it's not a work, but we're walking with him. We're in yeah. step with him. We're cooperating. We with can, him. None of, none of the, none of any, <laughs> none of anything can happen. Like it's when, when people blame God, ask say, God, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. Like, are you mm -hmm. with him? Which, you know, goes back to my, like, abide with him. If we are fully with him, in him, living, connected to him, then reading the word, that's just, a, should be a natural part of it because yeah. that's a connection to him. Prayer is a connection to him. Yeah. You know, uh, the spiritual discipline, fasting, things like that. Like, I know that, I know, I know in some of your heads, you're like, no, freaking way but I told you I was like I can't wait to do another one yeah. it sounds insane but the growth that I felt in the first one that we did with the podcast when we were kind of mm -hmm. like we're spinning our wheels what are we doing I think mm -hmm. we need to fast I felt growth then I felt so much growth this week and I'm telling you like in a very very low point of my life yeah to the point where like I think even you would have let me off the hook if I was like I just, I can't right now. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just, I, I, it's too much. But I also knew, which you were saying, it's, it's grown this love for you. It's grown this, like, this need. I mm -hmm. need mm -hmm. the word because mm -hmm. I need God in me yes. every day. And I'm just mm -hmm. looking to fill myself with him because everything else is not working. It's not filling me like he fills me. And that's. Mm -hmm that's a shift. And I'm telling you, this didn't happen overnight. No. It didn't happen in a year. It's been many years coming. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I've saved, saved young, became a Christian young, but became a Christ follower like seven or eight years ago, like a full Same. Christ follower, like Same. a fully eyes on him, moving towards him follower. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. If, mm -hmm. if that's where you're starting, if you're like, I believe in him, you can believe in him. You want to follow him. Move right. forward. And I think step by step. That's the heart behind our podcast, right? Yes. Is we yeah. want to reach those who are like, I want that more. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to, to move past this surface level faith mm -hmm. in relationship with God. Like I desire more. And not even that we can tell you how to get there, but that um, we can encourage you along the way and we can share our experience of seeking that yeah. seeking him and and because it's not easy no it's addressing sin it's laying down bad habits it's setting things aside that you don't want to set aside mm -hmm. that you really like 
It's <laughs> denying yourself. It's picking up your cross. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's met and it's messy because people yep. are involved and relationships are involved oh, and you realize messy. that some people in relationships you have to say, okay, this is no longer okay or this is yeah. not like I need to kind of step away from this because this is not this is not glorifying God. Right. And 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 a lot of people. I mean, he said today he was like my family. Like it's been fifteen years and they're still like, what are you doing? Because he's you know he a missionary, a missionary yeah. and he's like. Still going strong, done. like nothing has changed. And I kind of feel like that's me. I'm the crazy Jesus person in my family. Oh, same. <laughs> Every, my mom always says that she's gonna hang on to my ankles so she can make it to heaven. Like she's gonna. And you're like it. It doesn't work, work that way, mom. Way. But I'm still working. No, I'm still praying uh, she's for a you. Believer. <laughs> um, but it's 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 okay to be the crazy Jesus person. I want to be the crazy yeah, Jesus me person. Too. And, um, and we I pray that you are all the crazy Jesus yeah. people. I mean, that's our thing. Like your mom saying, like, I'm going to hold on to your ankles. And it's this, like, we don't want you to hold on to our ankles. No. We want to encourage and lift you up to be yeah. where I, we are, I too. I want that fire that's within both of us. To be in to everybody. Be in, and that's, like, in not Jesus even name. that. Like, I pray that it burns even brighter and mm-hmm. that it spreads yeah. and just spreads like and, grows and grows. Because, guys, Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. He is coming back. That is a fact. And I mean, not that I'm like, I mean, I don't want to say like I'm wanting to come back tomorrow, but I'm excited. I don't know. It's judgment day. I shouldn't be excited for. Well, no, it's one of those things like you, like death was so scary. And now you're just kind of like, not really. Cause like, Oh, I can't wait to get there. And, and it, and, and when you like think about it, you're like, Oh, but that's, but like at the same time, no, I, it was, we're we're going, we're going somewhere else. So let's go back to, we just want to encourage you. To get in there and read it. Yes. And read if you need help, we're here for you. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. So, um, we'll be back next week. We're going to dive into the church. Ooh. Talking about some experiences there. Talking about Little C, Big C Church. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of things. So, we're excited. We're happy you were here today with us. We hope you were encouraged. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode about getting into the Word. Um, we hope it encouraged you to really not be scared to get into the Word and just to start. Don't be scared, guys. Just get in there and let God, let the Word, let the Holy Spirit do um, His work in your heart. We hope that you guys will check out our Instagram and Facebook. We would love for you to reach out to us to connect with us in some way. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any of the latest episodes and leave a review it really helps get the word out there but we hope you guys will join us again next week as we uh, dive into the church and we hope you guys will join us then